Hey folks, welcome to Introvert This. I'm your host Hudson, wanting to remind you that we are the true silent majority in this country. All this month, we're talking about resolutions. And this week, I want to hit up my favorite one. And I hope you catch the sarcasm there. <laughs> you know, a lot of misguided introverts resolve to speak up more. Right? So we've been programmed from a young age to be led to believe that we don't speak up enough. And, and I believed it. You know, but the interaction I had with my auntie almost 20 years ago made me start to question it. But before I get into all that, let me remind you that you can listen to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Player FM, and, and many other Captivate FM affiliate platforms. And I also have a fledgling Facebook page at Introvert This. Please follow me there. I'm an introvert, so I may not talk much, but I want to know you're there. Okay? So anyway, back to resolutions. Now, every year, thousands if not millions of people resolve to speak up more. You know, whether it's they want to stand up to their parents or uh, say hi to that hot girl at Starbucks they see every morning. <laughs> Maybe demand that raise from the boss that they feel is long overdue, right? You know, and now I don't have a problem with any of that, right? I, if you want to speak up more, if, if you do, that's, that's okay, that's fine. Um, what I do have a problem with is that all of those things unfairly get dumped into the lap of introverts. Okay, look, being scared to tell your mother to butt out of your life is not exclusive to introverts. Being nervous to ask that hot girl at Starbucks on a lunch date is not exclusive to introverts. Being afraid to ask for that raise, again, is not exclusive to introverts. Feelings of nervousness and fear in each of these situations is natural, and it's not exclusive to one vert or another. What is exclusive, or I'd rather say typical, is the way each vert approaches that situation, right? So let's take, you know, the butt out of my life mom situation. An extrovert probably keeps their mouth shut about it, right? They probably argue with their mom about various little things instead of addressing the totality of it, right? Um, they spend their time trying to prove to their mom that they can properly run their own lives, all up until their emotions boil over and they explode verbally and emotionally and, and let their mom have it, right? And, and when they do, uh, other extroverts, you know, other people, they celebrate it. They say, yeah, you did the right thing. You stood up to your mom, okay? Um, they're, they're, they're proud of this extrovert for doing that. Um, but an introvert, on the other hand, introvert figured out a long time ago that their mom was the butt-in type, right? Um, probably moved out the house as soon as they turned 18. Um, they probably call once every couple of weeks, maybe visits, even less, 
right? Um, I, I would suspect that they probably even move out of state. <laughs> they probably don't even live in the same city, right? Now, this doesn't stop mom from butting in, but an introvert, introvert doesn't really give you enough info for, for mom to really properly butt in. You know, an introvert can typically take great joy in the fact that when mom does try to butt in, she, she's got no clue what she's talking about. And we realize that because we haven't told mom anything, right? So, so for an introvert, there's really no need for the emotional spillover. There's no need for blowing up. You know, we accept mom for who she is. And, and that's the, she's going to constantly butt into our lives. But, you know, we, we, in our natural state, for an introvert, we're, we're in the natural state where we're not calling every day, every other day. Uh, we're, we're not telling mom every, every single thing about our lives. We're actually more interested in what's going on with mom. So, we really, I guess you could say, we really do not put ourselves in a position where uh, a person who wants to butt in could, could really even do that to us. And I think that's the biggest difference between how an extrovert would handle that uh, versus how an introvert would handle that. Let's go on to the second one, right? The hot girl at Starbucks, right? So see a hot girl and like I said it, it's natural to be nervous I have you know and, and now that I've I've you know learned what introverts and extroverts extroverts are because um, I, I you know I didn't know this in elementary school high school or or even college I, I never really talked about it either in college I knew the terms I had heard of the terms but I never really dived deep into it but now that I look back on things, you know, I remember who the extroverts were. I remember who the introverts were. And, and no one had a, no one had a monopoly on being nervous, on being scared to approach a girl that they thought was cute. You know, none of, none of the guys I was with, no, no one, we all were nervous. We all were scared to go. It, it was very few people very few guys who were actually be able to just walk up to a girl and start talking to her. And, and it, I mean, it, it was the same amount of introverts as it was extroverts. But like I said, the difference is how we handle the situation. So how does the extrovert handle the situation? Okay, they see the girl at Starbucks. First off, an extrovert puts too much value on words, right? And I said in the last episode, last week, and resolutions gone wrong, I said last week that, that many experts say that communication, you know, most of it is nonverbal. But an extrovert relies so heavily on words, right? So an extrovert, they would spend hours, maybe even days, agonizing over trying to figure out the perfect pickup line, right? They, they try to they try to figure out what they were gonna wear once they decided what, <laughs> once they decided the exact day they were going to speak up right problem though is that whether that pickup line works or doesn't work 
they don't have anything else to say after that. Uh, ladies, any ladies listening to this, think about how many folk have stood in your face looking stupid and have been giving you what they thought was the greatest pickup line ever, right? Nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10 though, they never even approached the girl. And, and out of the ones that do, they go back to their friends later to tell them that the pretty girls are stuck up because they said the dumb pickup line. They, they had nothing else to follow it up with. And, and basically, I guess what I'm saying, they have no substance to, to, to even hold a conversation because they spent all that time thinking about this perfect pickup line. They've seen too many movies. I think the pickup line is what does it, right? Um, so, so let me go into how an introvert might approach this. Now, introverts are going to be nervous too, right? But introvert likes to notice little things. You know, that, that's just how we are, right? We'd be more, more likely thinking less about what to say, but more about you know, like what 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 is she ordering every day, right? Is it a latte? <laughs> Do one of those caramel macchiatos? You know, does she like a tea? You know, um, we we be thinking about you know how often she comes. Is there a specific time? So if she's coming every day, is there a specific time, right? Um, can I mean, is she wearing a uniform, right? Can you tell where she works? Um, you know, does she stay at this coffee shop for a bit? Does she drink her coffee there and, and maybe do some reading? You know, it's not something that we consciously think about, right? We just we just automatically just start taking notice when when our when our interest is peaked, right? So, what I would probably do in this case is see if I could get there before her, buy her drink, have it ready for when she walked in. And say something along the lines of, I, I, hey, miss, I hope you don't mind, but I want to buy you a drink. I, I believe you like a, and then I would repeat whatever the drink is back to her, right? And and I would do that as a way of, of you know, hopefully not creeping her out. Because uh, she'd be like, well, how do you know what drink I drink? You know, and I just say, you come here every day. You know, I, I think everybody in here knows what drink you, drink you use, right? And, and you know, I would see what other things I've noticed and just try to have a conversation. You know, if she's reading a book, what book is she reading? Tell me about it, you know? And so, you know, that's another thing. Introverts take an interest in listening. You know, where the extrovert is concentrating on talking, we concentrate on listening. Right? So that's the different approach we have. Whew. Folks, let me tell you, we are on a roll here, right? So let's go ahead. Let's talk about that raise, right? <laughs> now this one is short and sweet. You see, the problem with a lot of extroverts, you talk too much, right? So let's say you want to raise, right? You told anyone who would listen, anyone even who tried not to listen, that you want, you deserve. In fact, you demand a raise, right? 
you probably backed yourself into a corner and told folks that if you don't get that raise, you'll quit, right? And 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 look, honestly, people people they can't keep their mouths shut. So when you tell somebody, like my daddy always told me, if you can't keep a secret, how do you expect someone else to? How do you expect someone else to keep your secret that you couldn't keep? So, I mean, I, I think about you tell somebody all this, they go back and tell the next person. And it gets back to your boss. Everything you say out there, no matter where you work, everything you say gets back to your boss. And that's, that's how it works. Someone else is always trying to get a leg up by bringing someone else down, bringing the boss rumors, telling the boss secrets, to, you know, just trying to kiss up. So everything you say is getting back to the boss. And now, because you said all this stuff and because the boss doesn't want to give you or not just you, anybody a raise, you can't even get a meeting with them now, you know, because they, they know what you're going to ask for. So they stall you out as long as they can. And while they're stalling you out, they're trying to figure out, you know, what they can use to try not to give you that raise, right? They're trying to, they're trying to watch you more closely, trying to see, you know, your weaknesses. What, what you know, what, what is it that you do kind of halfway? And, and what do you do well, but what really, what do you do not so well? And they're going to use that against you. To try, even if they can't, even if they give you a raise, they're gonna use it to try to not give you as big a raise as you want. Right? Now, what does an introvert do? An introvert doesn't raise a fuss like that. Nope. Nobody even knows what we make, how much we make, or 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 that we're, we're even asking for a raise. No one knows it. You see, you know, we're, we're just quietly getting our ducks in a row, right? We're, we're gathering up our accomplishments, stacking them up, the awards over the last year. You know, we're, we're recalling all those times we went above and beyond, right? But think about all those times we stayed so late when the boss asked us at the last minute, right? And he didn't tell a soul about any of it because we know that most companies especially when it comes to money, they like to be discreet. And I'm cool with that. I, I like to be discreet, discreet about my money too, right? Um, I actually learned that lesson the hard way, you know, uh, uh, many years back, right? That, I, you know, I just don't want to know what the other person makes, really. Um, I want to know the general salaries, but I don't want to know specifically what you make. I don't. Um, but, you know, look, that's good and bad with how both sides handles each of these situations, right? Uh, you know, it, with all the noticing and listening that introverts do, you know, we, we can be viewed sometimes as being a little creepy, right? Extroverts with their, with their kind of boastfulness up front, I mean, they can be viewed as a little arrogant you know, or brash, you know, so it's good and bad, right? Um, the difference here, though, is that all my life, I've been made to understand that, that the introvert way is the bad way. I've been led to believe that, that being an extrovert 
is how you do things. You know, and and I'm not going to sit here and say extroverts handle things wrong. It's just different. You know, it's been extroverts who 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 tried to give me the impression that I was off. <laughs> and, and let me give you an example. So you remember at the top of the show when I told you about Auntie almost 20 years ago, who started me on the track of thinking things through? Well, 20 years back, my uncle passed away. Now, I was a shelter kid. I didn't, I didn't get to see much of my family, you know, who mostly resides in Louisiana. I was born and raised in Chicago. So it wasn't like I could catch a quick Uber and go see them. Uh, Uber wasn't around then, but you know, whatever, um, taxi, uh, even a bus, even a city bus. I couldn't catch any of that and go see them. They were all the way, thousand miles away. So anyway, my uncle, though, was one of the few family members I'd met over the years because he would come and visit Chicago. So I decided to go with my dad to the funeral, you know, not just because I actually knew knew my uncle, but, you know, I want to support my dad. This was his brother. You know, I hit him pretty hard. So uh, we ended up hitching a ride with, with my auntie and her BFF at the time, right? Now, uh, it, it's, it's the colder months. It's cold. Um, you know, we're all cramped in this car, a little irritated. It's cold. It's wet, you know, um, and I'm, I'm just noticing at various points on the ride, I, I felt like my auntie was just taking some digs at me, right? Now, you know, this auntie, I've met her before, and I, you know, I, I knew who she was. Um, before that time, I hadn't seen her in years, in many years. But, you know, as soon as I saw her, I knew her. Um, but these digs, I, I don't think they were intentional. It just seemed to be her personality, right? She's one of those types that says what's on their mind in a slightly rude way. So, I mean, I, I didn't think much of it, and I tried to kind of just set it aside and say, hey, that's her, kind of ignore it. But at one point after the funeral, during the repast, I'm, I'm sitting by myself, and my auntie comes and sits next to me. Um, and, and classic sign that you're dealing with an extrovert. You know, let me pause this here. Classic sign you're dealing with an extrovert. They can't stand to see you sit alone. You know, someone on the introvert spectrum, even if they're kind of half extrovert, half introvert, they notice when you're sitting alone, they kind of understand. They might ask, say, you're doing okay. You say, yeah, they say, good. They leave you alone, right? But an extrovert can't stand to just see you sitting there, right? So anyway, she comes, sits next to me, you know, and she said a lot. <laughs> I remember she talked a lot, <laughs> right? Very draining. But I heard and held on to one particular thing she said. She said to me, you don't talk much, so no one knows what you're thinking. Now, I have no idea or remember what she said before that or after. You know, those words alone are, are what I remember to this day, right? And at that time, 
I wasn't thinking about introverts and extroverts. You know, I was in college then and I didn't really, I knew, like I said, I knew the terms, but I didn't really understand them. And I understood myself even less. Like I, 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 I didn't really know who I was at that point. But when she said those words to me, it, it made me feel like I, I was making her uncomfortable, right? Now she didn't say that I was making her uncomfortable and, and heck really, you know, she probably had great intentions when she came over to me. She was probably just really coming to check on me since I was by myself. You know, and, and it and it makes sense now to say you don't talk much so no one knows what you're thinking. Uh, because may, maybe she was wondering, you know, how was I taking the death of my uncle? Um, but at the time, though, you know, it, it just, it hit a little differently. You know, and I was already drained from, from making up small talk all that day with a whole bunch of family I'd never met before. And, and you know, people who, people who weren't family that still loved and, and respected my uncle. You know, um, watching him go into the ground didn't help much either, you know. And, and I knew we were set for a long drive back the next day. So at that point, those words, they weren't received very well. Um, I don't hold any ill will toward my auntie, you know, I, I, I've, but I've kept her statement over the years, you know, kind of separate from her, if that makes any sense, you know, I, and I had to, because I've had different feelings about that statement, depending on where I was in life at that time. I can definitely tell you that at the point in time when she said it, I wasn't mentally or emotionally mature. Age-wise, I was grown, but there were a lot of emotions and thoughts that I, I never explored, you know, and she wasn't the first to say something like that to me. She, she definitely wasn't the last, you know. My insecurities about who I was had reached high levels long before she said that. So when she said it, it just brought all those insecurities, you know, kind of to the front. But now, after almost 20 years uh, of thinking about it, I can comfortably say that my quietness was an issue for her, not for me. Because see, back then, it was all about, you know, what I did wrong, you know? And, and whether she intentionally meant for that to be the case, it still was. And, and you see, this is what I mean when I say that extroverts will push their insecurities off on us. But see, back then, I was not communicating the way she wanted me to. It was making her uncomfortable. But it, it was not a burden that I should have taken on. You know, I you know, I I think about think about this. I don't go around telling people who talk a lot that they're making me uncomfortable, right? Because truth is, they're not. They're not making me uncomfortable that they talk a lot. What they're making me is tired, right? I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's not uncomfortable to have a person just chatting you up all up for, for like 10 minutes straight. It's just draining, 
right? So, uh, so I'm not, so it's not something where I feel like that, that, you know, that's that something that they need to stop. But switch it, make the roles reversed, right? And it, it seems like that we're making them uncomfortable by being silent. So what I ask you now, after hearing all of this, do you really need to make a resolution to talk more? Do you need to talk more or, or do they need to talk less? Is, is your quietness a problem for you or is it a problem for them? Why should you be held responsible for their problem? You know, instead of talking more, I say try to make the way that you do communicate more effective. Don't let these folks convince you that you're shy or rude or scared just because talking a lot is not your scene. And as I've said in previous episodes, if you truly feel that an extreme change is necessary, then please consider seeing a specialist. Don't try to do that on your own because it's not easy changing who you are, right? And if who you are is a quiet, reserved person, is if who you are is a person who likes to listen more than talk, then, uh, you know, then, then, you know, you're really, you're never going to grow by trying to just completely change that. You're, you're trying to totally wipe who you are, and, that, and that's just not going to work for you either. So all the growth you think you're going to get from doing it, you're just going to set yourself back years and years because it's just going to make you miserable. But folks, with that said, I believe I've definitely talked enough. Time for me to recharge so I can prepare for the next episode. It's hard work trying to let all the introverts know that there is nothing wrong with us. And if you come across any introverts in your daily travels, please tell them about me. Tell them about the community we're trying to create, okay? Tell them to like and follow our Facebook page at Introvert This, okay? But for now, I'll say thank you for listening to Introvert This. I'm your host, Hudson, and remember, we are the true silent majority. Signing off.